Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York City? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. You can get me at all the social media on that handle, at Rich Valdez with an S. I am your liberty-loving Latino amigo. And I pause to say the handle because I am still on all social media. While things are dark in Pakistan, there's a blackout in Pakistan. Most of Pakistan is totally lights out. We don't know what's going on there. But I do know when bad guys like to hide out, they go to places like Pakistan, right? That's where they found bin Laden. But anyway, it's also dark if you're a conservative on social media. That's right. You know it. I'm still there. I've lost thousands of followers on Twitter, but I'm still in the game, still fighting. I have not jumped ship because I've got to get the good news of my podcast out there, so I am tweeting away. But that's not the case for everybody. You guys know that El Trompito, Donaldus Magnus, El Presidente, was permanently suspended, and others have decided to uh, jump ship. And the real question is, why on earth would you ban the President of the United States, in particular, when he's only got a couple of days left in office per the narrative, right? This term ends at noon on January 20th. So why? What's the purpose of that? So that's one question I want to give you guys, and I want to open up the phone lines because I really do want to talk to you guys today with respect to this, with respect to the story with Kamala Harris on the Vogue magazine. Did they whitewash her? Did they not? I don't even know how that works. But 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. A second Capitol Hill police officer has died. This time they're claiming it was by suicide. And I feel terribly about this. I feel terribly when anybody dies, let alone a cop. I've got family that are cops. I support law enforcement. But I think to myself... Why so close to this riot? Why so close to anything that's going on? I mean, what what is the story here? There's, there's so many things that just are not making sense in this world. Earlier this morning, I saw a tweet from AJ Katsimatidis. She had a bunch of uh, a video of a bunch of Antifa people with riot shields in New York City. And that makes me think, what is going on here? I mean, really, what's the story? I thought it was the radical Trumpers that were the bad guys, but you've got Antifa parading around New York City. What's good with that? So we've got all of that going on. Plus, while things are dark in Pakistan, here in New York, New York State Senator John Liu says that the Capitol siege was worse or scarier, excuse me, than 9-11. Now, this is a New York State Senator. He comes out of Queens. I think he was a Republican for five minutes. And 
I, I can't begin to understand how anybody could say that a bunch of anarchists, I'm watching them right now on CNN, they keep replaying this on loop. How is it that a bunch of anarchists break into a federal building, take pictures, the United States Capitol, and this was heinous, to use the president's words. How is it that that, where five people were left dead and 50 arrested, somehow is comparable to the carnage that occurred right here in New York City. Now, if you weren't in New York, and most of you were, I'm younger than a lot of you guys that are listening, but if you're younger than me, then you may get a pass. But I'm going to tell you a little story. I used to work for Verizon at that time. And Verizon, just so you know, there were no phone lines. There was no phone lines because when 9-11 happened, the towers came down. It left a huge hole that they called Ground Zero. This huge hole was around for a very long time. And it claimed the lives of a lot of people. But the bottom line with that is I worked for Verizon wireless. And that was the only type of uh, telephone communication you could have. So I frequently went down to Ground Zero following 9-11. And when I would get off the train, I think it was the E-train, when that door, first of all, when you pull into the stop, you begin to smell burnt flesh. When the door opened, all you could smell was like when you've ever, if you've ever burned yourself playing with firecrackers or if you've ever even smelled burnt hair. It's a very distinct, very nasty smell. Burnt flesh is that to the 10th power. And it was my first time smelling it. It honestly got to my stomach and I was like, wow. It was, it was just surreal to smell the smell of carnage, of burnt human flesh. And for this guy, John Liu, and I am calling him this guy. Normally I would adhere to the rules of um, good decorum and call him senator. But Mr. Liu, your tweet saying that this is scarier than 9-11? I didn't know the circus was in, clown, in town, but you are a clown. That's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. To, to think that that's even comparable is crazy. Now, there's a bunch of things I want to get to today. I doubt I'm going to get to everything, so I don't want to tease everything because then, you know, then you yell at me and be like, oh, you said you were going to talk about this, you were going to talk about that. So I'm not going to be able to get into everything. But a lot of this stuff that we're looking at, that we're seeing, that we're witnessing, that we're going through, reminds me of what I learned and what I kind of initially reacted to when I learned about JFK. And I feel like that all over again. It's remarkable that social media is shutting down all of the digital Thomas Paines of our day, preventing the spread of information. This, in my opinion, is digital book burning. And lamentably, these wild-sounding stories that we keep hearing on the Internet here and there, most of them are true. Retired generals like McInerney and Flynn, they worked in intelligence throughout their careers. These are credible people that know what they're talking about. Now, they may not have everything, but when they cast opinions on the things that are happening, I listen because it makes a lot of it makes sense. And like I said, in this conversation that I'm having with most people, especially one-on-one, -on -one, oftentimes they're like, oh, but that's this, and how could you believe that, and I can't believe you're so gullible. I thought you were a smart guy. And the only thing I could say is, listen, I don't know which one of us, I don't know if you have, I know I have, put my name on a ballot, ran for the state assembly in New Jersey in 2005, and I can tell you the 
you want to call them irregularities, intimidation, whatever you want to call it. It's super shady to run an election. Uh, this is what I know firsthand, my experiences. And they were going to try and have me arrested for, for doing inspections at polling locations. So to think that, you know, and that was 15, 16 years ago, to think that right now that is something different I would say, yeah, if it's different, it's worse. It's not going to get better. I don't think things get better, at least not in politics and not with respect to corruption. So for anybody that wants to say there is no political corruption, all politicians are honest, you know, they could double as pastors, priests, and rabbis, that's on you. There's lots of corruption. There's lots of crime. People that think New York City is the safest big city like Bill de Blasio, Bill El Bobo de Blasio, you've got to be a bobo to believe that this is the safest big city, but it's not. And that's evident by the murder numbers, the shooting numbers, violent crime numbers. They're all going up. So when you look at all of those things, what is it that any of us can think? There are bad things that happen sometimes, and we, we don't know what's going on. We don't know the full deal of everything. We do know that bad people sometimes get away with things. That's why there's a most wanted list. That's why there's cold case files, because people do things and they get away. And that's literally the bottom line. Don't know what else I could say about that. But what I can say is that we have this blackout in the media. And it's, it's a little blackout, right? If you're a conservative and you're on Twitter, you may not be on Twitter anymore. People, they're saying it's uh, inciting violence. I got news for you. Barry Goldwater, he was a conservative. Since the days of Barry Goldwater, there's been plenty of conservatives. I've been around for a little bit. There's plenty bigger and more prominent than me that have gone before me. They have a lot to say, but they're not all on Twitter because people that are able to reach people are being targeted for many different reasons. So we're going to get into that. Plus, I want you to hear what Nancy Pelosi said. Nancy Pelosi had this insane comment. But before we play it, I want to stop in and check out some of the sponsors that we have to check in with. I want to rack up the calls because I'm going to go straight through the calls as soon as we get back. Let me give you the phone number. It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. And like I said, we're going to do your calls, and you're going to hear a little bit from Pelosi. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Call screener, who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. All right, New York City, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. Thank you to the great one for that quick shout-out. And, yeah, many of you don't know, I am your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I'm right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in the brand-new Talk Radio 77 WABC studios. But my alter ego when I'm on the other side of the glass is I am the associate producer of The Mark Levin Show, so I do get the scoop on a lot of things. And um, I'm going to share some of those things with you a little bit later. But right now, I want to talk about this article that I saw right before I came into the studio. I don't see what time they printed it, but relatively new, I think from yesterday or today. Nancy Pelosi, nope, wrong one, read that one. Laptop, here it is. Laptop from Pelosi's office stolen during Capitol breach, spokesman confirms. So this is from Nancy Pelosi's spokesperson for... Her as speaker confirmed that a laptop was stolen from a conference room belonging to her office amid the chaos at the Capitol building on January 6th, saying, quote, it was a laptop that was only used for presentations. Pelosi smoke, uh, smokesman, <laughs> he probably is a smokesman, Drew Hamill said and wrote in a January 10th statement. So I just wanted to update that because I know a lot of people have been asking me on social media and other places, you know, what's going on with the Pelosi laptop? I don't know if it's anything like the Hunter Biden laptop. I doubt that very much. But. 
listen, crazier things have happened. We're looking at history in the making as we look at the events of January 6th unfold and see what's going on. Now, Senator Liu says that the Capitol siege was scarier than 9-11. And, you know, he's getting a lot of flack for that. People, you know, um, just chiming in on his Twitter saying, you know, tell that to the families of those who died that day and to the men and women still suffering, being killed by the global war on terror as a result of that, you're truly shameful. And I, I echo all of those sentiments. I think that these comments were ridiculous. Terrorists killed 2,753 people in lower Manhattan on September 11, 2001 by crashing planes into the World Trade Center, causing both towers to collapse to the ground. How is that anywhere reminiscent to what happened in this riot where a couple hundred people went into the Capitol? And I get it. It was not cool. And it, it was, I don't condone it in any way. But to say that it was like 9-11, geez. I mean, it's almost like you're trying to minimize what happened on Monday. If you want to make a big deal out of it, make a big deal out of it. But you're not going to make a big deal out of it comparing it to 9-11, my opinion. But I want to go with you uh, to the phones. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Now, I saw there was a call in here with respect to Ted Lou, and I'm going to... I don't see it anymore. So I'm going to go to John in Staten Island. John, what's on your mind? Oh, hi. Hey, Rich. How are you, sir? Uh, speaking about Joe and Lou, I would at least say one thing. The guy said that this is worse than 9-11. Well, let me tell you something. When this pandemic started, he was a councilman, I believe, before he became a uh, mm-hmm. regular Congress, or he was in a city council. Whatever he was. Yeah. But you know what? He was an official telling everybody to go to Chinatown. Is he going to take responsibility for all the deaths that people went to Chinatown? Because if you look at the map, Jackson Heights flushing was the major epidemic point on the first time. Was he aware of that? Because people at the CDC did pass the information to the politicians in the local systems. Yeah, you're right. To go visit Chinatown. I think it was a mistake for them to do that, to tell people to go to Chinatown. And I think they did it again, really just to speak out against Trump, who was saying, you know, I'm trying to stop air travel. And they just wanted to kind of just double down on what they're doing. And I think it was wrong. But with respect to that, I have to say, he's dead wrong. No no question. But with the majority of the outbreak being in Jackson Heights area, it always bugs me that how is it that, and no, I don't think he should be held accountable for those deaths. But I do think you should hold politicians accountable for what their job is. And the congresswoman for that area is my favorite congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, all out crazy from Jackson Heights. And I think to myself, why does she get a pass? Why do so many of them get a pass? Frankly, it's not even about her. The question is, why do so many Democrats get a pass? They called for violence all summer long. All summer long, they called for violence. And I have an audio clip, cut one, of all of this violence that they called for. Yet nobody hold the, holds them accountable now, and nobody held them accountable then. Yet, yet they they want to have us believe that we should somehow think that what happened on Monday was solely the result of Trump, and that somehow this this was a Trump led insurrection, which is clearly clearly departed from any fact, any truth. But I want you to listen to a little bit of what they said all summer long. Go to the hill today. Get up and 
Please get up in the face of some Congress people. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. But Michelle Wood says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. When they go low, we kick them. When they go low, we kick them. So, I mean, you've heard these guys call for violence and say things, and listen, I believe that anybody who's awake knows what the Democrats have called for, knows what happened all all summer long, knows that 300 people, or excuse me, 30 people, 300 people were arrested, but 30 people, at least at one event that I'm talking about, uh, 30 people died this summer as a result of all of these George Floyd and BLM protests and the summer of love and the anti-fascist uh, anarchists doing what they did in Washington and Portland. It's crazy. I think everybody knows what happened. Yet, nobody wants to say a thing and they just want to beat up Trump. But Nancy Pelosi, that's right. Nancy, I'm going to call her, I've been trying to come up with a nickname and um, I'm open to hearing those as well. But Nancy the Witch Pelosi is what I'm going to go with. Or how about in Spanish? Maybe better. Nancy La Bruja Pelosi. She uh, had this to say. Check this out. I thought it was going to be an epiphany for those who were in opposition to our democracy to see the light. Instead, it has been an epiphany for the world to see that there are people in our country led by this president for the moment who have chosen their whiteness over democracy. People that have chosen their whiteness over democracy. What the hell does that even... Can I say hell on the radio? Excuse me. Um, What the heck does that even mean? Choosing your whiteness over democracy. That, to me, is absolutely nuts. But, uh, again, I'm going to get to your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let's see. uh, Let's go to Andrew and Stanhope. Andrew, what's up, man? What's up? Maybe uh, Nancy, $14,000 refrigerator, ice cream refrigerator, Pelosi, or whatever the (laughs) price was. That could be her nickname. But the clip that you just played was perfect lead to my comment. I hadn't heard that yet. She's the best asset for the Republicans to have someone that clownish and buffoonish that's, like, totally disrespectful, you know, makes the Democrats look bad, embarrassment to our country. Her and Biden combo is, like, very embarrassing and buffoonish. So I think she's the best thing for the Republicans to be out, to be the face of the Democrat Party. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, she she that's why she's Nancy LaBruja Pelosi. She's like the head witch in charge. I appreciate that. It's always a, a pleasure to hear from you. I thought it was going to be Listen an to epiphany this. for those who were in opposition to our democracy to see the light. Instead, it has been an epiphany for the world to see that there are people in our country led by this president for the moment who have chosen their whiteness over democracy. That's what this is about. Little did we imagine what would happen later in the week. The assault made on our democracy. Those who strove to deter our honoring our responsibility, they failed. As he has acknowledged, we came back, we validated, we ascertained that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would be president and vice president of the United States. They thought by their uh, vicious assault 
All right, I can't take any more of this lady and her vicious assault. She's an idiot, and I think it's clear. I think most Americans look at her and see her as an idiot, unless they hail from San Francisco, and then they think Nancy La Bruja Pelosi is somehow uh, a skilled uh, tactician, politician, and and she is. I mean, I'm not going to take that away. But she's clearly not a nice human being, and she's really, really, really great at trying to do terrible things like impeachment. Why on earth would you do impeachment, uh, this fast-track impeachment, other than to soil the name of the president. Now, some are saying, well, it's because they don't want him to be able to run again in 2024. I say to that, um, I don't think that's really the case. They would have to get a, a conviction. They can't get a conviction. Uh, maybe they can uh, because they, they guess they have a Senate uh, majority. But wouldn't it take a little bit longer to even get to that? I don't know that that's even a thing unless they've got that all figured out too. And if they do, is that the precedent now? Because let me tell you, I mean, they may not be in power forever. They might be in power for quite a while, should they remain. However, eventually you're going to get Republicans in there. And does this invite Republicans to now go, oh, yeah, no, by the way, we're going to impeach as many times as we can throughout your your administration. And we'll we'll do it in a fast track. We can do it now in 72 hours. Yeah, we can get you in and out. Boom, boom, boom. It's like drive-through impeachment. I don't know if we're going to do that. I don't think we should do that. Jonathan Turley, it was a good piece. Uh, it's on my... Um, social media, if you want to check it out, at Rich Valdez. Uh, the professor, Jonathan Turley, who was a witness in the impeachment or an expert witness, he says that it would be detrimental to the Constitution to move forward with such an impeachment. So, that's that. Now, I just want to, I'm looking at this thing on, on CNN. CNN aids. Uh, aides say Trump appears to regret the video condemning riot and promising peaceful transition of power. He made the video. Does Trump strike you as the type of guy that does things and then says, oh, I really regret that? Really, for a second. For a second, do you think Trump says stuff? Because, oh, boy, I messed up there. I probably shouldn't have made that, that video about peaceful protest and patriotism. Of course not. He, <laughs> I mean, CNN just will lie Time and again, time and again, over and over and over. I see the calls are coming in. We're going to get to your calls and more in our What's Your Beef call segment coming right up. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Stay right there because I see there's a lot of people. we got a lot of people from the Bronx, from Long Island, from Manhattan, Queens, New Providence. I'm guessing that's Rhode Island. Houston, Texas, Fort Lee, Passaic, New Jersey, everybody that's listening on WABCRadio.com. Those of you that follow me on social media from all the different places across the country, I love to hear from my peeps in Texas. I know there's a big bunch of liberty-loving Latinos out in Texas as well as in California and Florida. So I thank you all for listening online and giving us a call. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Suspicious, say something to local authorities. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, New York City, what's up, America? Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. Our telephone number 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 WABC. So they're silencing conservatives on social media platforms. The big ones, the real, the big fish out there, they're getting the attack big time. Amazon, who operates uh, Amazon Web Service, and they have servers for small business owners and other size businesses, 
has threatened because of pressure from Google and Apple, mainly from Apple, I would say, to pull the apps, uh, excuse me, the servers for the app Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Now, Parler is a really cool app that I've been a part of for probably over a year now, and it's uh, terrific in my opinion, a great, great app. I think it's it's an opportunity for you to get people. You really get to engage with a lot of people way much more than Twitter because there are things that happen on Twitter. You know, for example, like right now I get on the radio, and if you're listening to the radio, you can hear me. If you want to hear me through streaming, you can hear me there too. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. But nobody's getting in the middle of my voice going out over the air. But in Twitter, they can do that. They can throttle you. They can shadow ban you so that you just talk into a microphone using radio as an example. I sit here talking and nobody's actually listening. But I know that's not true because there isn't an open line on this call board. And we're going to get to you guys. That means people actually do hear the radio station. They do hear the host that's talking and they know what's going on. That doesn't happen in Twitter. But it does happen in Parler. And that's why I think I have like 70-something thousand people that follow me there. And I get to interact with them and there's engagement and it's terrific. It's great to hear from people all across America, all over the world, quite frankly. But Amazon said, no, 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 that's no good. So Parler is promising to take full legal action after the big tech companies have targeted their platform. And I believe Amazon's going to try and pull the plug on them tonight. Parler's working diligently to replace the servers to be back online uh, by Monday. Now, you know, what's interesting is this thing is moving incredibly quickly. And somebody pointed out to me, they said, look, I was in the military. Not me. Somebody told me this story. That when they were in the military, whenever they were going to go on a raid, they would cut the communications. They would have scramblers for cell phones. They would actually physically cut wires, you know, telephone poles, whatever it was, to make sure that you couldn't call your reinforcements, air, air support, whatever it was. And it makes sense. And they said, you know, we, we find it eerily similar that right now the Democrat Party and the critics of the president are cutting communications. And that's what's actually happening. And I thought, man, not, not a bad idea, not a bad, you know, line of thinking. There could be something going on 
that they don't want people to hear about, so they're trying to stifle it. Now, I know they did that with President Trump. And again, I'm not denying that that somebody can lose an election, but I am saying that there are plenty of irregularities I think remain uh, unresolved that would warrant an investigation, and they didn't get one. And that being said, there's no talk of it. And the reason there's no talk of it is because these big powerhouse media companies, they push out one story, and that's the one. And they just keep repeating that story ad nauseum until, you know, either you believe it or you reject it or you turn off their TV channel. And they do the same thing on social media, and it's even worse on social media because they can limit what you're saying. And they're able to stop you and slow you down. So anyway, all that being said, that's what's going on with Parler right now. They're trying to silence people. Thank God nobody's trying to silence me because a mí me gusta hablar. I like to talk. And I want to talk with you guys. And we're going to do that in a second. But I do want to say that with respect to shutting people down on social media, what do you think? Like, what is your thought? Is that because they're trying to really protect people from the big bad wolf, Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump somebody that has incited violence in the past? A guy who's got 80-something million Twitter followers and has had rally upon rally upon rally with tens of thousands of people. And all of a sudden now this is um, Trump inciting violence? Of course not. That's a that's an outright lie. But I do want to know what your thoughts are. So let's go to my buddy Noel in Houston, Texas. Noel, thank you for joining the program. What's up? What's going on, Mr. Rich? How's it going over there? I'm doing good, my brother. What's up, man? I'm doing good. I 100% agree with you. And I think there's a, a, a there's a much, much bigger issue at hand. And, and, and you're saying it, but nobody else is saying it. And is they are squashing dissent. Mm-hmm. In 1917, when Woodrow Wilson was president, he signed an Espionage Act back then. And he was totally, like, not a white supremacist, but he was very racist. And he was, and he was a Democrat, and he did all these things. And the groundwork's been laid for over 100 years. And now that they were Democrats are such sore losers that Trump had won four years ago, they're doing anything in their power to make him look bad. And right now, I think they want to really make this place like China. And you know how Biden is with China. It's like, you say anything, and it's like, uh, you're going to have to shut you down because you have an opinion. That's not the First Amendment right there. That's totally a violation of our rights, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Pelosi's and all of them, and they're all in on it, all of them. It's a damn shame. You're right. That's not on board with that. Huh? You, you're 100% right. And, and, and to me, and that's the, the real issue here. It's not about politics. This isn't about you know what my politics are or somebody else's politics are. This is about literally losing America. Right, losing the First Amendment, losing the liberty and the freedom that we expect to have as Americans and have a government where we can have dissent, where we can say, hey, you know what, I favor health care. Well, I don't. I favor the free market option for health care. And you can have this debate, but what we're doing now, we're just pretty much saying, oh, I don't like you, you're out. I don't like you, shut up. I don't like you, cut you off. And who can live in an America like that? They're taking our ability, they're taking our ability away to actually fight back. Um, it's a two-party system. We don't have a third party. We don't have any way to, you know, argue for Medicare for all or otherwise even without these people saying, well, you're this or you're a racist. I'm like, are you looking at the fact? I'm pointing at the moon and you're looking at my finger. What's the <laughs> so well said, Noel. Thank you, brother. That's the truth. I'm looking at the moon and I'm pointing at the moon. You're looking at my finger. That's totally it. And, you know, oftentimes they're trying to distract and and, and they do. But oftentimes it's more than distraction. It's It's misdirection. They're just trying to mislead us down a road that is really just not a road that we should be going down as Americans. So I appreciate your call. Thank you for checking in. We appreciate that. 
Let's keep it moving. Let's take it to Astoria. Uh, e. Frank, what's on your mind? Yeah, uh, yes, good, uh, good evening. If you want to understand what we're dealing with, check out Twisted Justice at CNN. Okay, that's not E. Frank either. <laughs> this this guy is such a loser, this guy that calls here. What a loser. Man, anyway, if you get a job, you can take out ads. We do ads on this station. You can advertise anything you want. But anyway, let's go to Monica and Westfield. Monica and Westfield, what's up? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, I love your show, Rich. Thank you. What they're doing, the Democrats, they are exploiting the situation. They're doing everything they can, taking advantage of the situation. What they're telling us we're doing, they're actually doing. They're projecting onto us. They're the fomenters. They're the instigators. They're the ones who are doing the things that they're accusing us of. That's how I basically feel. Listen, I think you're spot on. And, of course, you're entitled to your opinion, but I happen to agree with your opinion. This is what's happening. Uh, I can tell you that I'm not really incredibly happy with Republicans, although I have not been incredibly happy with Republicans for a long time. And this is what attracted me to conservatism and Republicanism as a, as a young man and a new voter when I was you know, a teenager is, you know, I think these guys, you have to choose the lesser of two evils. That's what it's always coming down to, right? Everybody, oh, we got to choose the lesser of two evils. So for me, it was, I believe in this. I may not like that guy, but there's more guys that believe what I believe in the Republican Party than the other party. So I'm going to go with those guys. But the reality is, you know, I have some libertarian views. Most of my views are rather conservative. So you sit there and you think, you know, there's so many Republicans like Mitch McConnell. What a disgrace, not to just Republicans, but to public service. People think he's great. The guy's been a United States senator for 30 something years. How could you do that? I mean, if you had any any semblance of uh, of a good bone of any virtue in your body that that really represented something good, you can't think that you can be the sole United States senator forever and ever and ever. Amen. No. We have to open this up. We desperately need term limits because that is what one of the mechanisms that I would argue for that would eliminate so much corruption. But everybody knows McConnell is king in the Senate. So as long as McConnell can remain king, he has this power and he can get people to do things that he wants them to do. And that is a huge part of the problem. Huge. But that happens. Anyway, let's go to Bob in Parsippany, New Jersey. Bob, Jersey in the building. What's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, Rich. How you doing? I love your show. Thank you. Love, uh, love Mark. Love Mark as well. Amen to that. Listen, I got a theory here. Uh, what, do, what do you think are the chances of Trump invoking the Insurrection Act? Um, I've heard some rumors that he already has. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, then from there, there's got to be something on that laptop. It's, it's pretty important that's making these Democrats freak out because they are acting like it's the end of the world. We, all, we know it's not. We don't know all the stories about everything else and the hypocrisy and everything, but there's just something going on here. And what would happen if the Insurrection Act went into place? Would the military take over? Yeah. So um, don't have all those answers. What I can say is the Trump legal team has pretty much, uh, at least as of a couple of weeks ago, prior to the actual insurrection that broke out at the Capitol, had ruled out using the Insurrection Act. Uh, the fact that there was an insurrection makes it that much more um, at least plausible in my opinion. And again, I'm giving you my opinion, um, doing color commentary here. I look at it like this. I'm looking at the video right now. There are guys with helmets on. Now, I've, I've been around Trumpers a bunch of times. I've been in, you know, in the same room as the president with thousands of people. 
And I've never seen somebody wearing a helmet. So I'm, I'm not going to say that these guys were 100% innocent. I mean, this one woman that was killed, I think there's no argument there that she was a genuine Trump supporter. I think there's no argument there, and it was tragic. But again, I, 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 she didn't have a helmet on. These guys with helmets on, knee pads and things like that, bulletproof vests, some of them, I, I've never seen that at a Trump rally. So that leads me to believe, A, that these are anarchists that were coming in to do what they do, just like they did at the Black Lives Matter rally. You'd see a lot of black people very peacefully protesting, honestly, doing marches, chanting, whatever. And then you'd have these anarchists that came wearing their black, what they call black block, you know, black goggles so they can't get maced in the face. And they're going in there and causing chaos, setting garbage cans on fire. This is what they do. So when you look at that, you know, I'm looking at a video right now. Right now on CNN, I'm watching a video. They're throwing tear gas at the Capitol Police. Now, it could be the same tear gas that was thrown from the cap by the Capitol Police into the crowd to have them disperse. But again, that's a typical Antifa tactic. So all that being said, when you have people with helmets on, that means they're ready to rumble. And if you're ready to rumble and you're going to the Capitol, that means this is premeditated and you know what you're doing. Again... If that's the case, then this is a planned insurrection. And I've got to be honest with you. I really don't care who you are, whether you like the same president as I like or not. If you're going to break the door down, break glass, barge through the thing in a building where the president, uh, excuse me, the vice president of the United States is in the building, I think you you deserve to be prosecuted big time. You know, again, I, I'll joke around. And I had, you know, when I thought that they were just people that might have been on tour, I didn't know the building was closed. I said something like, oh, the people are in their house. Yeah, this is the people's house. But if it's closed, it's closed. You know, I mean, that's just fair is fair. So all that being said, I think there was an insurrection. I think there's a lot of things that are going on that we may not really know about. There, there may be threads of this that are intermingled with other threads of this that lead to things. I don't know if there's anything on this laptop, but I do know I don't think they need any laptop. I think it's pretty clear to me the level of corruption that we're seeing, that we've seen for months, whether with how certain state legislatures are behaving with respect to the election, to how they've usurped the Constitution and changed election laws, to what happened at the Capitol. The fact that, you know, there's videos all over the place and you be the judge of whatever video you watch. And it doesn't look kosher. And forgive me if I'm offending any of my Jewish friends, but it doesn't look copacetic. It doesn't look legit. So when I look at all that and I say, man, if I was president, yes, I would likely say, you know what, I'm going to use the Insurrection Act because right now I don't know which police agency I can trust. I don't know if they were complicit in it. I don't know if I can trust the FBI. I don't know this and I don't know that. I'm going to use the instruments and the instrumentalities at my disposal, such as the United States uh, Code, which is the Insurrection Act, and whatever federal law enforcement or military that I want to use. And we're going to go in there. We're going to get to the bottom of this because we have to do it, not because I'm Trump and I lost or because I'm Trump and I won and they stole the election or not because of Trump or anything. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with I'm president of the United States. The office of the presidency has to be protected because the United States has to be protected. And the minute the office of the presidency is compromised, the entire country is compromised. And that's why I think he should do what he has to do. And I encourage him to do it because I think Americans want answers. And more than anything, Forget the answers. Americans want a system that they can trust because 
America is a country that we do believe in and we want to continue to believe in. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is America. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, New York, welcome back. 1-800-848-9222. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and I want to go to the phones. Let's go to D in Long Island. D, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. Yes, hi, Rich. Hi. Um, I, aren't there dozens of cameras all over the uh, Capitol? Yeah, and, and not what only all over. Yeah. And outside from way up above. I mean, why can't we get the first, I mean, the start of the whole thing? Yeah. One well, caller well, uh, called in uh, uh-huh. and said that um, there was just sightseers there, and then, um, like, the troublemakers came. Why can't they just go from when there was no crowd there? Right. Well, I'm sure they have, and they can, Dee, and I thank you for that. I think a lot of people have definitely been doing that. And honestly, a lot of people are doing it independently because there's a lot of video out there, cell phone camera footage and whatnot. I know that there's a caller here, Michael in New York City. He's saying that he's seen some of this video. Let's check in with Michael. Thank you, Dee. Michael, what what type of video have you seen? I saw the video of the Trump supporter stopping the Antifa guy when the girls were calling him out from bashing the window. You know what? I actually I saw that video as well. I shared it on my social media at Rich Valdez with an S and uh, describe it because I thought it was very fascinating. He was hitting the window. The Trump guy is like, what are you doing? And then after that, the same guy was stopped by three mega ladies. And I think the one thing, the, the reason Lou was able to say what he says mm-hmm. when I was down in 9-11 for volunteering for two months, I remember that smell of flesh and carcinogen. Ah. And you couldn't say that if you were down there, is that they know how to do their bad dad, Bob. They get on their line and they hold their line no matter what. And they'll say the most ridiculous things. And at the end of the day, I think what Trump should do is he should present the Presidential Medal of Freedom tomorrow, cast it out to the guy that was stopping the Antifa guy at the front door, and then the three ladies, all four of them, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, as well as John Matz, the CEO of Parler, and use that as an opportunity to get the people to understand, because he's actually become more popular, according to Rasmussen, since after the riot, and put it out there. Explain that your freedom of speech, because... It's really interesting that the the suppression of him from Twitter and the whole parlor thing is red killing more people than a stolen election, which is crazy. No, but, you're, um, I think you're you're spot on on several of your points there, Mike. Part of it is the uh, a yeah, I saw that video and yes, they were, the the big Trump supporting guy. I think he had a red hat on and everything. He goes and takes the guy that's using like a small stick to try and break the window, and he's shattering the window, and the guy brings him down to the ground, and it's like, hey, good for you. And the other guy, again, you, you can only call it the way you see it. The one guy doesn't look like he's a, uh, a Trump supporter. He's not wearing any Trump paraphernalia. And there's so many people there with helmets wearing black and knee pads. So it, it, it just, you know, when you watch enough of this video, you go, you know, it's pretty clear there were people there with a clear agenda. And they were doing this from before the, the president even finished his speech. So when President Trump says, so go and go and let them hear your voice peacefully and patriotically down at the Capitol, these guys were already banging down doors, and the timeline's there to prove that. So I think as things come further into context, we're going to learn more about what happened. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And let's go to uh, John in Port Washington. John, what's on your mind? 
Yeah, hi. Thank you very much. There was a piece in today's journal comparing the Trump uh, movement to the lost cause of uh, the Civil War. And uh, it was written by uh, an histori- a history professor from Yale. And uh, it was just so despicable because it just drew everything to race. And, you know, the media is so obsessed with race. It's just insane, particularly academia. And um, I, I believe that the frustration that drove the uh, demonstration last week comes from a multiplicity of sources. COVID had something to do with it. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the election had a lot to do with it. Um, Trump uh, really is not a politician, you know. And I, think I agree. I think he's never been a politician. And he probably never will be a politician, which is why they hate him, because Washington is a politician's dream. And Trump is like, ah, this place is a swamp. I think it's disgusting. I think it's terrible. And, and that's, to me, the, 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 real, the real issue that they have. You know, like I said before, who goes through all of this effort to try to impeach Trump days away from an impeachment? I don't care what you think, whether you're a conspiracy theorist, whether you are a, a MAGA person, whether you're a Biden person, whether you're a Bernie Sanders person. No matter who you are, who does this? When have you ever heard of such silliness? And the reality is, I believe that Democrats want to try and keep Trump against the ropes. Why? Because he's got something. He's got something, whether it's dirt on them, whether it's another angle that he can play. He's the president. Let's not forget the presidency. Forget Trump. Just the presidency of this country, the United States, has a lot of power. And, you know, earlier you mentioned uh, this editorial about Lincoln and the lost cause of the Civil War. But for President Abraham Lincoln, America would be shredded to bits and pieces. It would have been cut in half, north and south. That didn't happen. And the reason it didn't happen, I think, is because Abraham Lincoln showed a lot of courage. He showed a lot of courage and he did the right thing. He used the executive authority that he had as president of the United States to shut down publishers that were pushing propaganda. Instead, today we're seeing the exact opposite. Right? You have these propaganda mills and no one's shutting them down. In fact, they're trying to shut down the speech of anyone that disagrees that we just heard about. So what, what are we to do? I think the president really has been left with zero options other than to say, look, it's my duty as president of the United States, as commander in chief. I'm going to have to say that this, there was an insurrection. You saw it live on TV and he didn't cause it. And we're going to find out who caused it. We're already seeing video all over the place of these guys that were repelling. These guys were prepared for this insurrection. They can say that they went there because of Donald Trump, but it doesn't make it any more true. It's just not real. I think that's a big deal. And what they hate about Trump, and that's really the point I'm making, is that the establishment is united in ejecting Trump from Washington Because he doesn't represent their swamp values. He represents us and our values. We the people. And to me, that's probably the most important thing. That's why so many people are behind him. That's why Rasmussen Reports is saying that he's gained popularity. Because people are saying, you know what? I've seen with my own eyes. I've seen what happened. I can't sit there and blame that on Trump. The only way you can buy that is if you already went into this saying, I hate Trump. I hate his orange hue. I hate his hair. I hate everything about him. I hate everything about conservatives. I hate people that shop at Walmart. And there's a good contingent of people in America that that do hate that. They've been conditioned and taught and trained to hate that. 
And I get that. So if you're one of those people, you're unlikely listening to me or you're listening to me and you're cringing because I say things like I'm brown and I love America. My parents were born on the island of Puerto Rico. We're Americans and we love this country. So if you're not one of those haters and you're just a normal person, it's pretty clear as day that something went down that we've never seen before and Trump had nothing to do with it. And that's the bottom line. Let's go to Jeff and Clinton. Hi, Rich. I love your program. You should be on for longer hours there, bud. Oh, thanks. Tell my boss. Check's in the mail. I would love to talk to him. Uh, Rich, I hope you can listen to me for a minute or two Yes, here. sir. Number one, these are vicious demon rats. Ogreface <laughs> Pelosi, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, and Buffalo Joe. They are, in my opinion, pugnacious, arrogant, narcissistic, snot-nosed brats. And you know what? We have a retired psychiatrist counselor in our family of 33 years. You there with me, Rich? Mm-hmm. What he said, it boils down to one thing, jealousy. They are jealous because our President Trump knows much more than they do, and he's accomplished much more than they could ever even dream of. Yep, I think you're right. And I think there, there's no question that this is not an either-or scenario, but it's a both-and scenario. And Trump may be a bull in a china shop focused on winning – But above all, he's someone that walked away from a luxurious life to get into politics. He had much to lose and very little to gain in Washington. But he did it because he saw how dirty so many of his billionaire colleagues and politician pals were. And that's why he did it. So to me, this first term of the president's was tremendous. Congress says we have a new president. We'll see. Uh, I, I play by the rules. They fought him every step of the way. I think it's time that he fights back. And not for himself or his election, but for you and me, the American people. Hasta la próxima, America. I'll be with you again next time. I am Rich Valdez. Up next, Lydia Serrani. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade.